It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm David Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are the host of the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. Welcome. Returning and new listeners to today's show. We're not here. You can find Chris over the team 980 with Methurst, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Also find Russell and Methurst on the Odyssey app. You can also find this show on the Odyssey app. On Twitter, Chris is at RussellMania621. I am at DHarrison82, and the show is at Locked WFT Pod. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. Chris, one episode to wrap up the rest of the week before we get to our last final 2021 preseason game of the year. Watch the football team hosting the Baltimore Ravens, but the roster is going to look a little bit different than it did earlier in midweek because of a move that Washington made here at the end of this week. Yeah, David. Uh, I, I mean, look, this is probably not a significant move, uh, certainly not around the NFL, but it, it does have some ramifications. So Washington cut tight end Tamara Hemingway and they brought back center John Toth, who they had cut earlier in the week. We'll, we'll get to that part of it here in a sec. But for Tamara Hemingway, it, it, it's, it's kind of interesting because Early on in training camp, and I would say going into the New England game, he was the odds-on favorite, and and I would probably say the strong favorite to win the third tight end job behind John Bates, the fourth-round rookie, uh, and, of course, Logan Thomas. He had a horrible New England Patriots game. Got steamrolled a couple of times. We talked about uh, that. Uh, Just a real, real, real tough game. And then got a concussion. And then he missed about a week, uh, maybe a little over a week, And then he came back a couple of times this week in practice, but he was wearing a no contact bib. So Hemingway, and we should point out, they released him. They did not waive him injured or anything like that. Um, You know, he he was just caught. So I I don't know if eventually they can bring him back when he's healthy or fully healthy. I I don't know, uh, you know, what their thought process is right at this moment. But it's kind of interesting because the natural, I guess, uh, leap would be, oh, Samus Reyes is on the roster, right? But Ricky Seals-Jones has had a fairly good camp and preseason, and he's a little bit more of a veteran than Samus Reyes, certainly better hands right now which, uh, than Samus Reyes, but Samus Reyes is a better blocker and a higher upside. So I guess the big question for us to kind of kick around between us is third tight end. Are you taking the developmental guy with right now bad hands? He had two more drops the other day in practice, but a lot more potential high end ceiling, all that stuff. 
Or are you taking, I guess, the quote-unquote more sure thing and Ricky Seals-Jones and trying to get Reyes onto the practice squad? Yeah, I think you've you've got to go with Ricky Seals-Jones in this situation. It's just, you know, Samus Reyes, it, it, as much as, as, as impressive as what he has done already really is. I mean, when you think about just an athlete learning how to play football kind of on the fly, I mean, he's, do, he's done a lot of training, so I don't want it to sound like he just stepped on the field one day. It was like, well, let's give this a shot. You know what I mean? But uh, he's still just, he's, he's very far from a polished product. And, and again, some of those, we talked about that during the, you know, the course of the preseason, some of those double catches and bobbles and all that stuff that you see in preseason, when you're playing against starting linebackers and safeties and defensive backs, they're they're going to be like the 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 reaction time is going to be quicker the closing speed is going to be faster all that stuff those turn into pop-up interceptions and fumbles and all those things and i just i, I just don't think that samus reyes is a guy that right now you can trust and put on the field for your offense and and when you have the opportunity uh to put a guy out on the field or put a guy on the roster that could that could possibly help your offense i think you have to do it. so i think it's ricky seals jones samus reyes goes to the practice squad and you know John Bates, Logan Thomas, round out your depth chart. I think that's that's kind of the direction that you have to go. And then for Tamaric Hemingway, you know, Coach Rivera mentioning that they really like him. He's kind of one of the guys that you know he's familiar with the system, all that stuff. So I, I expect them to bring him back to the practice squad. You know, if he doesn't end up somewhere else, but you know that's obviously something we'll have to see. Right, and and we, yeah, right. You we should mention you know that ultimately yes, he could he could go back to the practice squad once the practice squad is formulated uh, by next Wednesday after the cut down uh, to 53. And I agree with you. I think they do like him. It's just unfortunate timing and a really bad game uh, against new England that kind of combined. And, you know, I, I guess I would say to me, I, I was leaning towards Ricky seals Jones uh, and all along in camp, I've noticed him, right? That's not to say, again, he's great or anything or dynamic, but he's caught everything pretty much that they've thrown to him. Um, but, you know, Reyes, again, offers so much more of a high-end ceiling that I wondered if they would take the risk. That being said, I think I'm with you. I think I would take more of the sure thing in RSJ. Risk that Reyes, who, again, remember, he chose to sign with the WFT out of the international player pool right. um, because he wanted to be here because his girlfriend's here. He's, he's kind of, you know, really developed here in terms of the Washington DC, Northern Virginia area. So maybe even if he gets, you know, uh, signed to a 53, maybe he says, well, you know what? Um, you know, I, 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 I'd rather stay with Washington. Now I don't know if he would do that, um, it's a really interesting question. So again, there is risk that you would lose him. Uh, but I think I would probably lean right now towards Ricky Seals Jones, uh, much like you, although I think they will, will take Samus Reyes, if that makes sense. So my personal opinion is matching yours. What I think they'll do is different. Uh, we will see. All right. Um, how much do you um, expect out of Ryan Fitzpatrick on Saturday night? I, I don't expect much, but I'm curious to see in terms of series, two against New England, four against Cincinnati. What do you think on Saturday night? I think they'll play the first half. I think they'll they'll come out, they'll you know get the game started, they'll go through the half, they'll go into the halftime, you know, into the locker room at halftime, kind of go through their halftime routine and, and all that stuff, run back out onto the field, you know, I'm sure Ryan will get out there, get some throws just to, you know, keep the arm loose and all that stuff and kind of go through the process of starting the game, 
getting the game hopefully started off you know quickly on on a good note and then you know go in make your kind of talk about your adjustments what you would change against the opponent all that stuff uh and then get it out not because ryan fitzpatrick as a quarterback kind of needs to go through that himself but more so as a group like this unit like how are we going to talk through these problems and and make these adjustments and you know ron rivera kind of again he was asking you know how 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 long are the starters going to play like what is i can't remember the exact words but basically long enough right is 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 kind of what he said right and that's a classic ron rivera answer and you love yeah. it yeah but basically with yeah, that ron's ron's not very forthcoming on yeah. that in case you haven't noticed yeah and, and basically what it means is he's got you know he's got a plan he's got a target or whatever in mind but at the end of the day he's the head coach and if he wants to adjust it he can adjust it and that could go either way really i mean i don't know too many coaches who shorten that expectation you know if my goal is a half of football and you go out there and just ball out usually they don't restrict it but i mean that could happen too or you could extend it you know what i mean so hopefully we don't see him past halftime because i think if you see him into the third quarter that means things aren't going very well and and coach rivera is is trying to get a good thing a good note for the for the first string uh offense to come off the field on I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and Logan Thomas will play a very limited amount, maybe two series on Saturday. That's maybe. interesting. Uh, I think much of the first-team offensive line, I think um, Seals Jones and and Samus Reyes will, will play a lot, obviously. I think uh, Jared Patterson will play a lot. I think you'll get, um, uh, you know, plenty of Diami Brown and Cam Sims and Antonio Gamby Golden. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, Curtis Samuels is obviously not going to play. I think a couple of the key core first teamers are not going to play a whole lot because remember, this is kind of a combination of third and fourth preseason game. Right. Uh, so to me, I'm going to lean towards that and guess that. And if I'm wrong, I'll raise my hand and say I was totally wrong. I'd like to see them more. I'd like to see them score. Yeah. A touchdown. That's important to me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go crazy about it. But I would love for them to play one series and boom out. You know, and score a touchdown. And and listen, Coach Rivera did. He said on Thursday, like you know, there's there's been an increasing emphasis on player health in the preseason versus getting reps and getting you know a certain amount of series and all that stuff. So that's that's very possible as well. I mean, it's is. Would you rather Ryan Fitzpatrick play two halves of football in the final preseason game, or would you have Ryan Fitzpatrick healthy? For week one hopefully you can get both right but if you have to kind of make that decision and that's where i think the the feel of it right if it feels right to pull them out after two series i think you pull them if it feels right to pull them after a quarter and a half same thing so i think part of ron rivera's answer is one he doesn't want to give it away two i think part of it is it's fluid it's, it's going to be dependent on what happens on the field yeah good point all right david and i would love for you guys to celebrate the freedom of choice what do we mean by that well our friends at Built Bar want you to have your choice and want you to have that freedom. There's something for everyone when you talk to a Built Bar fan, definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and many more. You can even get more on their website, built.com. Uh, check out what they have. You can get a variety box. You can uh, box, you can mix it up. Whatever you want, uh, Built Bar is going to be able to find a way to get you what you uh, what you want, what makes you happy, right? And not only are Built Bars awesome, but they're healthy too. High in protein, low in calories, ranging from 130 to 180 per bar, only four to five grams of sugar, only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, 
all tasty, 100% chocolate. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us as we round out the week here, the regular week on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have uh, the two of us together. I know our schedules have been a little bit uh, wonky. I was on special assignment doing something else uh, for the Locked On Podcast Network that's coming shortly down the pike involving the NFC East. So David was flying solo on the last episode, but we're back together here again, and uh, we'll pump out a short episode uh, after Saturday evening's Ravens-Washington football team preseason affair at FedEx Field. I'll be uh, in the stadium and um, watching and seeing if the Ravens, David, can come up with a 20th straight preseason win. Uh, would it be important for any reason to beat them? Uh, it, would it would it just be a feather in your cap? Does it mean anything at all to you if uh, if they you know um, if they can beat them and, and end that streak? Uh, I mean, you always want to win. You know, I mean, any competitor you want to win. Like it's always better to go into a locker room, you know, with with your team, you know, coming out on top. Obviously, I mean, I think that's just any that's just nature of of human beings. But at the end of the day, if you go out there with a loss, everybody knows that it doesn't, you know, as, as soon as the clock strikes midnight, you know, the, the, the numbers all set back to zero and everybody starts week one in September, you know, Oh, and Oh, and, and you have, you know, 17 games to get your actual record. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I lived right outside of Baltimore for, for three years. I lived, you know, literally a 25 minute drive uh, from M&T bank stadium. You know, now I live in Virginia. I don't really get the vibe that there is a big Ravens Washington football team rivalry, even though they're right down the road from each other, you know, geographically speaking. Not, definitely not like, you know, the Giants and Jets obviously were co-located mm-hmm. in your house and all that stuff. So, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, I think sports fans just kind of have a natural, uh, I don't want to call it troll nature, you know what I mean? But like to be the one that ends, you know, a 19 game win streak or, you know, prevent you from getting that 20th game. It's it kind of reminds me of like, well, this, you know, my team's out of the playoffs. This team is jockeying for a playoff spot. And then, you know, when my team beats your team, haha, my team kept you out of the playoffs. That's right. that sort of thing. Or like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like Washington football team, you know, when when they, when Washington beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last year, it was it was a feather in the cap because you stopped the the winning the winning streak. And at that at that point in time, it looked like Washington probably wasn't going to the playoffs. So I think it was kind of like one of those things like, well, you know, we may not make the postseason, but at least we stopped that team from going undefeated. So yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's nice in the way that like uh, like shopping mall pizza is nice. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still good. <laughs> right, right. It, it's better than nothing a, a, at all. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, for me, like because it's the preseason. No, it means nothing at all. I mean, would it be like a little bit of a footnote? Would it be a little bit of a story? Sure, I guess. Uh, you know, but but hell, I mean, if the Ravens have come this far. 
Uh, I think 20 is the record or something. like. I don't even know. Uh, I, I mean, they might as well just, you know, get the way I, you know, I get, I, I do care about performance in games. I don't care about the final score. If that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Like for me, if the first team offense for Washington, even though you and I are looking at it right now through a different prism in terms of how it might play out. And we're just guessing, we're just taking educated guess. If the first team offense plays, and when I say the first team offense, again, maybe my plan is wrong and your plan is right. And they play, I don't know, four plus series and they don't score a touchdown. I'll be more concerned about that, more anxious about that because then it would be 10 plus series in the preseason over three games that they didn't score a touchdown. I'll be more worried about that than winning or losing Saturday night and anything to do with the Ravens 19 game preseason winning streak. I, you know, I, I want what, here's what I want. They've done a great job mitigating injuries so far. I would love that. I want no Dustin Hopkins missed field goals or extra points. Uh, And I want Ryan Fitzpatrick ideally to score a touchdown uh, you know, through the air, on the ground, whatever, the first team offense to score a touchdown on its first drive and boom, they could take the rest of the night off. That That's ultimately what I would like, even if it's a quick score, just something so that we're not sitting here for two weeks going, oh my God, they didn't score at all in the preseason. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you de- you definitely want to see, you know, the first team offense score. And, and Ryan was asked about that in a, in a press conference this week and you know, he kind of dusted off and said, look, we're, we're less about scoring right now, less about mm-hmm. winning, more about just kind of getting out there. And, you know, again, you are seeing like 10 percent, you know, maybe 15 percent of, of the offense, if you're lucky right now in the preseason, because they're not, you know, unveiling everything to their opponents on on television. So there's a little bit of grain of salt to be taken with all of that stuff. But, yeah, you definitely want to see them score. You want to see them put together a nice, strong drive, you know, connect some of those throws that were off target. You want to see them on target, some of the miscommunications of, you know, am I going to run that way? Am I running this way? How do I leverage my defender and all that stuff? You want to see those things kind of starting to improve. Um, I don't know if I would be concerned. You know what I mean? If that's the word I would go to kind of like on a, on a, on like a one to 10 scale, I think if concern is like a seven, I would probably be at like a five. It's more one of those things where once the season starts, like if that first series, they don't score. You're kind of like, oh boy, okay, that second series, they don't score. Now you're like, okay, maybe this was a problem. <laughs> like it's just going to accelerate how quickly you you kind of uh, panic, I want to call it, in, in the regular season. But at the same time, with training camp and everything, I think Landon Collins called it camp legs, you know what I mean? Having that four days off, if I'm right, the NFL, I think is mandated four days off the week before or between this last preseason game and, and the regular season, you know, when they start their, their game prep, that four days off is going to do wonders for everybody because it's going to let your mind kind of reset a little bit. It's going to let your body rest a little bit. And sometimes stepping away is, is, is it helps everything kind of set in a little bit, settle in a little bit. Obviously guys are going to do some work on their own, but I really think that score or not, you want to see them score, but even if they don't, that four gate, that four day break during the, the quote unquote bye week before the season starts, I think it's going to have a lot to do with the growth of this team makes. No doubt about it. Um, all right. So Real quickly, um, you know, and again, we, we still have that third game to go Saturday, and then we have the cut down to 53, and then the bring back uh, of, uh, I guess it's 16 guys or whatever it is uh, for the practice squad. So we'll do our, our final mock uh, 53 and all that stuff coming up early next week before the actual cut down. Um, 
everybody's concerned about the quarterback, right? Because uh, we know of Ryan Fitzpatrick's history. We just know that the quarterback is obviously the most important position. If I asked you for your number one concern right now, besides quarterback, anywhere on the roster, it would be? Uh, it's the offensive line, and it's not so much like my concern about their performance. I think they've done fairly well. Um, I think we've seen better from Sam Cosby than I think people maybe expected coming into the preseason games themselves, especially hearing what was going on in practice. It's more so health. Like, you know, I don't know how deep uh, talent-wise the offensive line is. I've always kind of said there's not 32 starting left tackles in the National Football League. There's just 32 left tackles starting on NFL teams, and I kind of stand by that. I think Charles Leno is a starting caliber left tackle, so that's good. You want to keep that, you know what I mean? But you don't want to come into the regular season missing one of those starting guys because all the growth that you've been making as a unit and all the, all the plays you have been putting together and all the things you've been preparing for – they change a little bit if you have to swap out a member of that offensive line right at the end of the preseason. So when I say concern about it, it's not necessarily the play of them. I think that it's solid enough to get the job done. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick can execute what he needs to behind them. I just want to see them get out of this game healthy and ready for the regular season. All right. For me, uh, you know, I'm going to go for the low hanging fruit. And, and while I, I absolutely am concerned about the offensive line, as you just illustrated, I, I, I'll leave that alone. Uh, I'm just going to say the kicking game. I, I mean, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of that right now. I, I don't know how Dustin Hopkins is going to make it through the year. I'd love for him to, I know he's got a great leg, um, but his problem isn't length. It, it seems to be accuracy and it seems to be consistency and it seems to be between 40 and 49. And he hit a couple of uprights the other day in practice. Um, of course, a couple of misses in the new England game. Sure. He was three for three against Cincinnati, but they were all under 35 yards. I mean, if you can't make that, you can't make anything. Uh, so to me, I, I'm still very much concerned about uh, that. And I, I ultimately, I think, Washington is going to have to come up with another solution at some point during the year. I don't know. I don't think it's happening right now unless he has a terrible game on Saturday. But I mean, at some point, I think it's going to go wonky. So that's the position that I'm worried about. All right, coming up next, we will finish up with an individual player who needs to shine and who can't afford a bad performance. And I may have just given one of my answers away. Uh, who knows? I'll come up with somebody else uh, as our final segment kicks off shortly right here on the Locked Up Washington football team podcast. Yeah, and with the return of regular season action, you're going to also get the return of prop bets, over-unders, scoring margins, all that stuff. And we and as we all turn our eyes towards football, both college and pro, we want you guys to turn your attention to betonline.ag, the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all your updated odds, props, and contests from betonline.ag, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at betonline.ag. Head over there, sign up today, and get a 100% welcome bonus and use the promo code locked on and also be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo for new customers only when you sign up and use a promo code nfl 100 you get a up to 25 dollar wager on the opening game of the season thursday september 9th tampa bay buccaneers hosting dallas cowboys make your wager if you lose you get that money back from betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports whether it be football basketball boxing right up to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 NFL season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back now to wrap up the week here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82, at russellmania621 in the show at Locked WFT Pod. And Chris, like you said before the break, we're going to talk about players specifically, and we're going to start off with the hopefully good. Which player in your mind needs to have a really great third preseason game of the year to secure or work themselves into a so, roster spot? I think Jared Patterson is on uh, the roster, uh, you know, barring some sort of crippling injury or, or, or something. So I, I'm, I'm not going to say that. Uh, here's what I, I am going to say. I, I think that sixth wide receiver spot, possibly a seventh, is, is very much wide open. Antonio Gandy-Golden, Dax Milne, DeAndre Carter. I I think the individual player who needs to shine the most is Antonio Gandy-Golden. Uh, he bounced back last week strong against Cincinnati. He seems to have had a good week of practice, caught pretty much everything that I saw. Uh, David, but Ron Rivera admitted the other day that he had a bad day in New England, you know, obviously didn't catch that two point conversion, which we thought he did and was initially ruled, but he didn't. Uh, and then, uh, and then had, I think another drop in that game and, um, you know, just inconsistent hands overall early in early in training camp. So to me, I think that's the guy who needs to shine here because I think ideally they would like to keep him and he's not a, he's not a guy that's going to help you as a returner. So you would, you would have a problem still if you kept him over Dax Milne or over Deandre Carter, or you could keep, I guess, Danny Johnson and figure out, okay, mm -hmm. something else. Um, or Jared Patterson, obviously uh, could be your kickoff returner, but Antonio Gandy golden, while he's not a, a, a specialist in terms of returner, he is, and he would play a, a, a critical role on special teams. So I can't say they don't get any value out of him, but I think he's the player that needs to shine the most. Yeah, and then I'm going to go, you kind of touched on Danny Johnson. I'm going to that secondary. I'm going to the defensive backs group. Uh, and I'm looking at Jeremy Reeves. I want to see Jeremy Reeves come out here, make some plays, show. Coaches have this mantra of tell me, show me why I can't mm -hmm. cut you, right? And I don't know Ron Rivera's history down to the T. I haven't gone through all of his, his initial 53-man rosters, if he likes to keep five corners, if he likes to keep five safeties or anything like that. But if there is a chance that he's going to do it, I like to see Jeremy Reeves. I like what he did for the team last year. I like his personality. I'm, I'm a huge person, mm -hmm. person, right? Like I, I cheer for mm -hmm. people, and I just like what Jeremy Reeves brings uh, as a human being and, and kind of the, the way that he has fun with the game and the passion that he has for it. So I really like seeing guys like that uh, succeed and, and, and reach their goals. So I really want to see Jeremy Reeves come out here and show that he belongs to be on this roster, be in the mix there with Landon, with Cam, with Bobby, and and, and all those guys, and really secure. Give the coaches a reason why they can't let him go. I love that. Uh, Jeremy Reeves is in an interesting situation because they're really deep at safety. I mean, yeah. you know, if you, you look at Landon Collins, uh, um, uh, obviously um, – uh, 
uh, Cam uh, Curl, uh, Bobby McCain, uh, DeShazer Everett, and Derek Forrest, who is a fifth round draft pick. So I mean, I mean, right? You know, they they have seven, six safeties that I could argue that make the roster. I can't see any more than five, and they may only be able to take four. That is going to be a really tough decision. And I agree with everything you said on Jeremy Reeves. Uh, who can't afford a bad performance? Is another question I was kind of wondering what your answer to to that would be. Um, you know, for me, I mean, besides the obvious again in Dustin Hopkins, which I already kind of you know alluded to, I'll just I'll just say this, and obviously not, not by Antonio Gandy Golden. So I'll just kind of stay with you know I'll, I'll I'll stay with the receiver group and and Dax Milne can't afford you know a fumble on a punt return. Um, can't afford a fumble or a bunch of drops as a receiver, because he's going to have to play all of those roles and he's not likely really going to contribute at wide receiver early. Um, He's really kind of going to be a one dimensional type thing. Uh, And if he's on the roster, it would be as a punt returner. So I would say Dax Milne for me. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'm, I'm just like you, I'm actually staying in the secondary because Ron Rivera mentioned uh, to JP Finley on, on the fan uh, earlier on Thursday that the secondary is kind of where they're having their hardest time uh, sifting through all those players and, and for very good reason like we just talked about I'm going Troy Apke I feel like from from the day Chris that I joined this show back in February mm-hmm. it just seems like Troy Apke is the outside guy looking in and everybody's basically just waiting for the other shoe to drop for when he is off this roster and I think and I don't and that could just be a manifestation from the outside from whether it be fan base podcasters writers journalists media members whoever, but it just, it feels like he is kind of the guy that a lot of the angst is kind of directed towards. Like I remember when Kelvin Harmon got released, there were actually tweets saying Kelvin Harmon's off the roster, but Troy Aki's still here. And it's like, they don't even play the same position, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it just kind of feels like there is just this, this universal power trying to take Troy Aki off this roster. And then when you look at how deep the secondary is, like we just talked about, there's a lot of reasons why a lot of talented players aren't going to be on there having the having switched from safety to, to corner and all that stuff and showing some versatility obviously is going to help him a little bit but i feel like if he goes out and gets burned gets beat doesn't you know misses some tackles something just has a bad day it's going to be the end of his time with washington um you know that's a real interesting one because again he's he's developed at corner he could play safety in a pinch. Obviously, that's his natural position. Yeah. But he's such an ace special teamer. I personally see him on the roster, even if he struggles, because of his special teams role. But somebody and more than one person is going to get pinched. Yeah. And there are going to be good guys that are popular with the fans and media and people have on their 53 are going to get pinched. We talk about safety. We talk about the wide receiver position. You just brought up Apke. I mean, I don't think anybody would be upset about Apke, but again, fans don't pay attention to what the coaching staff. And I think most media do. And that is he's a core special teamer. And that is so important in today's day and age. You cannot afford to open up another uh, floodgate on that. All right. Good stuff. Uh, David, we continue uh, obviously to look ahead to the preseason finale. We'll have a special episode to wrap up the Baltimore Ravens and the Washington football team Saturday late night after the preseason game at FedEx, which kicks off at six o'clock Eastern time. Don't you know, betting on the National Football League and the Washington football team and 
perhaps even the Baltimore Ravens. Doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question or a topic you want us to discuss, please email us, lockwftpod at gmail.com, or you can voicemail them. Uh, at 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. If you you just might want to wait until after the game on Saturday night so that they're fresh and we can start attacking them next week in that earnest. 301-615-3577. All right, good week. Uh, David and I back together. We will continue soldiering on to the season opener against the LA Chargers. Back with you after the game on Saturday night. Have a great rest of the weekend. Until then, for David Harris and Chris Russell, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.